and the mentally ill are overrepresented. Where isolation, humiliation, and degradation are facts of life. Welcome to prison. It depends who's telling the story, I suppose. The prisoners would have one view. The people who work in the prison system would have another. And I think it's up to people to decide uh, you know, where the truth is. Give government propaganda and the media spin doctors the flick. And check out Doin' Time for news, views and tunes on prison issues from Guantanamo Bay to Christmas Island to prisons and detention centres everywhere. Every Monday at 4pm on your community radio, 3CR. We are still fired up and we're still talking about revolution. Hello and welcome to the Doing Time Show. This is 3CR Community Radio, 855am on the dial, streaming live on www.3cr.org.au. This is Marissa and I'll be taking you through until 5 o'clock this evening. First up on the show, um, we'll be speaking with Caroline Jackson and we're going to be speaking with her about Ray and Ray Jackson is has done a lot of amazing work around Aboriginal deaths in custody and in fact this radio show is a special tribute and broadcast because it is around the anniversary of his death and um, Ray was a Wiradjuri and working class warrior for justice and not only did he do work on Aboriginal deaths in custody but he also did lots of work with unions and he was an internationalist and he also worked with um, refugees but he was also a great grandfather and and grandfather as well and father and recipient of the French Human Rights Award in 2013 and also Ray has been honoured with a poster paying tribute to his life and legacy um, it's the poster is part of Just Seeds International Celebrate History Series. And, yeah, so this show will be a little bit different. Instead of interviewing people that are directly connected with Ray, I mean, we, Caroline, Carolyn, of course, is connected, but we're going to be covering um, the Frontier Wars today as well and looking at Anzac Day and looking at some of that stuff because... And I remember that Ray was really committed to that and he was, he came onto our show quite a lot. And so we're going to be speaking with Sam Watson, who's from Queensland and we'll speak, speak with him, um, about the frontier wars and about some of the things, the atrocities, um, and massacres that happened, um, over, over time and during colonization. But anyway, we're going to be speaking with Carolyn first. Hello, Carolyn. Welcome to the program. Hi, Marissa. How are you? It's lovely to have you. Good, thanks. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And it's that time of year again. Yes, it is. Um, we actually had that uh, memorial on um, Saturday. Um, it was held at the settlement at, um, at Redfern. So that was quite... Um, um, it, was, it was a really nice memorial um, for those who remember Dad. And for all of his achievements and also to people that were inspired by him. So it was a real nice turnout on that day. So, but yeah, it's come around. It's the fourth year now of his anniversary. So, yeah. What date did he pass away, Carolyn? He passed away on the 23rd of um, April. The 23rd of April. Oh, yes. Yeah, 2000, 2015. And he actually passed on just after he chaired the last um, ISTRA meeting in Sydney, which he founded. Yes, correct. So he passed away, I think it was, he'd done, he'd done his last email, so I think it was 11 o'clock at night. And then he was found um, the next morning. Um, he had passed away at home, asleep. So, um, yes, yeah, so that was the very next day. So after that meeting, so he did his he did he did his last um, emails of roughly about eleven o'clock. I think also too that day he also went to the ten embassy as well. Yeah. Because um, he was still at ill health, he was um, you know still um, suffering from um, pneumonia. But yeah. Um, yeah, so it was the next day that he did pass away through due to that. 
So, um, but hopefully, it sounds like peacefully in his sleep. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we we can never forget, can we? No, 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 and no, we can't. Especially now with all the achievements. Um, you know, I mean, he was ever since he passed. He, although he was awarded the. Um, um, Doctor of Letters through the Macquarie University. Yeah. Also, do um, the um, the website, the Deathscape, that you know, Marissa, you came up to Sydney and you did that. You actually um, broadcast that too when you were up. I did. Yeah. Um, with a website for um, that's going to be used in um, universities and uh, as a tool, and also to for uh, it's going to be used in criminal law. So um, for students in criminal law that will be studying um, that subject, um, to see both sides, such as to see the um, one side is um, the supposed criminal side, but also the injustice side of those who, um, you know, who unfortunately passed away in distant custody. So yeah, that also too was a major achievement as well. So and a lot more. And what's good about it is the fact that a lot of the young ones too, um, they're, they're all learning and they're knowing through elders and and also to um, what's great about it too is these schools and these departments are actually acknowledging and also are being educated on this particular you know important subject that is still a, you know yeah. you know people are still struggling with to try and get justice for those. Um, you know, loved ones that are lost. So, so he's done a lot, and um, people are still learning through that, and and also to uh, carrying on his legacy, which is which is just fantastic. So, yeah, it's it's important, and the settlement is actually quite important, isn't it? Didn't Ray actually chair a lot of meetings there and and do a lot of um, work with a lot of families that um, whose whose loved ones had died in custody there? Exactly, yes, he had, yeah, that, that particular place, yes, yeah, settlement, and also to who was the one that, you know, the, um, the passport ceremony. I would say the passport, um, to give those rights, welcome to those, into, especially refugees, into our, you know, Aboriginal land. So, um, he did that, that was a, that was a major, um, um, thing that dad was so passionate about so yeah so a lot of things a lot of issues a lot of um things were held there at the settlement and to this day there still is a still a meeting ground for those um i think yeast sometimes a lot of times they have their meetings there as well yeast sydney um yeah so definitely um it's a very very special place the settlement and very special place where Dad did held a lot of his um, meetings. And in particular, you know, one of the things that came out for the Do and Time show with Ray was the way that that he was able to do some really special interviews and really represent the families um, and the people and the Aboriginal people themselves that had died in custody, and, and looking at at those those situations in detail. Mm, exactly. Yes. Uh, yes, definitely. And, and, and but there's a lot more um, since then. There's, as you know, there's so much that's undeterred that you don't hear about. Um, I had an order actually mention um, in Bathurst that there was three um, young children um, were found in custody, just in custody that no one heard, and two of them had apparently their throat slit. And that no, you don't hear about it. No. No. So one of the elders actually mentioned that to me on Saturday at the settlement, um, how many deaths in custody and within the young as well. So very young. That was very, that was quite disturbing, actually. Children? So, yes, children, apparently. Uh, from one of the elders that told me there was a uh, set of twins that were found, and they're trying to say it might have been suicide, but it's not. No, so not. That, that's an inquiry that's been investigated. But so for all the others that have been going on for 30 years, 40 years, I mean, they're still going, still going, still trying to find justice for it. It's just a long, long stretch of, you know, a struggle to try and seek justice for those, for that. 
even though that there is, you know, the court uh, findings are there, there's footages, there's images, there's to say that there is, you know, there is, you know, that these people obviously haven't, you know, inflicted these type of injuries or these kind of deaths on themselves. It's actually been brought upon them by authorities. So it's it's just trying to knock down that wall and try to get to the truth and to get justice for those who committed these awful crimes. That's exactly right. And examples being would be, you know, about Miss Dew dying in custody from... Oh, yeah. So uh, now I'll come with this. Yeah. You've got footages of that. There's actually yeah. footage of yeah. that, how she was treated. Yeah. And how she was, you know, she wasn't getting, she wasn't acted on when, it, you know, there was no medical assistance, you know, urgent medical assistance assisted to her. That's right. You know, they just dragged a limp body through the cells. It was absolutely horrible. And it's there, it's there in footage, it's there to see, and it's witnessed, but still to this day, nothing's been done. Nothing's been done, and in fact, she had had domestic violence inflicted upon her, and exactly. and she yeah. was imprisoned in that police cell, and they yeah. and they the health authorities were saying that she, and the police were saying that she faked it, and then of course yeah, and then of course you've got David Dunguy, um, and and Wayne Fellow Morrison, you know, there's just so many John Pat, yes, Mr Clark, yeah. yeah. And Ray, and that's, just, that's just a few. Yeah, that's just a few. And Ray actually worked with with nearly all of those families. And in fact, Carolyn, what I found really powerful at, at Deathscapes, you know, the Deathscapes um, website launch was when you and you and your sister uh, France, Francine, 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 yeah. and also um, people from the team of Deathscapes were calling out the names of the people that had died in custody, and they were Aboriginal people and refugees and detention centres and that was really powerful yeah. wasn't it that was really powerful that was yeah that was quite disturbing actually how many yeah. there was and that was just, yeah. just that's just a minute that's not that they didn't even touch the rest of them nowhere near it i mean there was just so many of them and ha- and also too what were they were held in custody for like minor fight well fines i think this dude i think she was i think she was um held in the cell for um what for fines yeah yeah fines yeah, you know, so nothing that you know, um, just petty little things. It's but for those to like, like some of the instances, they, they they say they commit suicide. But what for? I mean, one of them was a father, and he had a lot to live for. He was a football player. Why would you want to do uh, something like that to yourself overnight? And how can that be done to you? How can you self-inflict that on yourself? It's just it's impossible to be to be done. Impossible to be done. And, and one of the commitments that Ray had was that he wanted um, elected civilian boards not to have police investigating police like in what happened with TJ Hickey. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And that's another one that's still going. Yeah. It's, it's still, that, that one there with TJ, that, that's another one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so look, look I think for, uh, what's, what's good is that the message is, is getting out there. Mm-hmm. And they're, like I said, universities, which is good, because the universities are the ones that are teaching these people that are, they are going to be upcoming lawyers, yeah. criminals. And with this website, it's, it's going to give them an eye-opening of, you know, the other side. Yeah. So so that's really good. So these, these students are going to be educated, you know, on the part that, you know, these people are being, you know, you know, murdered, I might say murdered under custody, different, you know, under custody of these authorities. So that's one good thing about this website and the fact that this is, this message is going out is that the yeah. fact that, you know, this is happening and it's actually educating the university, universities yeah. and schools of the other side as well, So, which is great. So acknowledgement is the main thing and awareness, but it's just getting the justice, you know, put in place. That's what it is at the at that's what the main thing is that people are trying to do now. And families is trying to get those, you know. Yeah. It really is beautifully beautifully set out. What is the website called? It's is called it? Deathscapes. So it's www.deathscapes.org? It's a good tool, isn't it, Carolyn? Yeah, it's a fantastic tool. It's a fantastic tool. It, it just broke down, just breaks, it just, it just another brick that was just knocked off that wall, which is great. 
to, you know, to try and get some kind of, you know, justice more. Yeah, so we're very proud of him and very proud of his achievements and we're very proud of those who are still carrying on the fight as well. So it's it's just great. It's just fantastic that, you know, what all of his work's not... Because people say, oh, you know, it was a waste... What he's done was just... It was just a waste of time. It's, it's, no. It's, you know, it's, it's just going to... It's just going to stay the way it is. It's going to be no change. But you've got to have a look. There has been major changes. Huge. Yeah. So... You know, huge. And, you know, and if people keep on pursuing it and carry on his work, you know, it, it, you are eventually, we are eventually going to get through somehow. It's I just agree. not giving up. It's just not giving up. you just got to keep on pushing. He was at ill health, at, you know, Dad. He was at ill health and he did. He pushed and pushed and pushed till he took his last breath, you know, even with pneumonia, you know, to try. And you know, we can't let that go in vain. No. You know. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't pass away for all this for nothing. So, you know, we just got to keep it going. We do, we do. Carolyn, that's Definitely. great. Just, just one final question. What, can you just summarise a few of the speakers that were at the memorial in Sydney, at the settlement? Oh, okay, uh, you got, um, Rahul. It was Rahul. Rahul was one of the main speakers. We all spoke. There was only Good. like a handful of us. It wasn't That's as many. all right. Yep. And it was Rahul, um, he was there, um, and the rest were just some of the elders that were there and some of the people that were admired by Dad, just people that have joined Yeastra. Oh. And a lot of them didn't even know Dad. They just were there just to listen in and tell them right. how, how Dad's inspired them, you know, to, um, yeah, to also to join and, and keep this going. So it wasn't any speakers. It was just a small, tiny, intimate gathering. Uh, people just like I myself of you know talking about dad and how yeah. dad in, you know influenced and how he was a major impact and and things like that it was just more remembering him you know what it actually doesn't matter anyway as long as it's it's recognized and as long as there's just a couple of you it doesn't matter it doesn't matter yeah it doesn't matter it was just nice that you know we all I mean look we know he's remembered through his work, through through people, you know, especially, you know, um, Joseph. Joseph's one of the um, professors um, from Macquarie University. He's a very close friend of Dad. And um, as you know, he was one of the ones that wanted to keep that website, started the website, but he was the one in his team that ended up finishing it. Yes. So they kept that dream and that passion going. So, you know, it mightn't be a small, a small internet you know, it was only only small at the memorial, but everybody else that could not make that is memory him in other ways and acting doing things in other ways to keep his memory going. So, you know, um, Saturday was just really nice, it's intimate, and it just gave us a chance to, you know, for those who did not know Dad, to listen to the side of Dad that we knew him, which was a very, very good father, a very good mentor, um, a compass. He was just... Everything that we admired and respect, and we totally love and miss about him. So it was just nice for them to share, for for us to share that part of him, not just the activism side of him, but as also to as a family man, everything, and a grandfather, and a grandfather, and a great grandfather. As I said in my intro. Yeah, exactly. Carolyn, it's so good to have you back, and it's it's just great. Like I wanted the show to be different today. I didn't want to just talk about his achievements. I wanted to talk about how we've moved forward and you've just given us such yes. a a great um preview if you like on how we've moved forward it's good to talk about his achievements but he would want us to talk about um what's happening now too well and that's what i mean i mean he's passed four years four years to you know four years ago but yeah. people are still are still are still moving forward and are still you know, fighting the fight, trying to get justice. And like I said, these universities and schools now have all, they're all, you know, joined in and they've all, like I said, that website is it's just great. It's going to be used as a tool. So for criminal law, for students' criminal law, so that is breaking a huge barrier, not just to be one side be prejudiced. It's, it's, it's going to see the other side as well. Yeah, not happen. those that just, because they're criminals, but also they are, they are victims as well. Absolutely, so, and yep, that was years yeah. of hard work, and that actually happened in February 
2019. Um, and if mm-hmm. people, if listeners want to have missed out on those recordings, please don't hesitate to jump onto the 3CR website, www.3cr.org.au, and access the podcasts um, for the symposium. Definitely. Carolyn, thank you so much for coming onto the program. Thank you, Marisa. Thank you so much for the invitation. It's always nice to hear from you. <laughs> and you too. All right, you take care. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Marissa. Thank Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And that was Carolyn Jackson, um, daughter of Ray Jackson, speaking about um, Ray's achievements and about some of the wonderful work that has actually emerged as a result of those achievements. And just sending out a quick cheerio also to Joseph Pugliese, who always comes on every year. Um, to celebrate um, Ray's life and this year he was unable to come onto the show but he said he'll be there in spirit. It's approximately 4.20 and I just wanted to cross over to Victoria um, just to um, talk about something that's happening tomorrow which is terribly important. April the 30th, final directions hearing for coronial inquest and it's hosted by Justice for Tanya Day, remember her name. And Aunty Tanya died in custody um, um, recently, I believe it was last year, and she died um, actually in custody. So if people can support the Day family, go down to the Coroner's Court of Victoria tomorrow at 65 Kavana Street, K-A-V-A-N-A-G-H, South Bank, the address again, Coroner's Court, 65 Kavana Street, South Bank, Vic, 3006, Melbourne, Victoria. And basically, um, I'll just read out what the girls, Tanya's girls, say. Mum's third and final direction hearing will be this Tuesday, 30th of April 2019, 10 o'clock. This is hopefully the last step before we begin our inquest in late August. This hearing will finalise and determine the following. If systematic racism will be included, full scope of the inquest, witness list confirmed, set inquest date. We welcome family, friends and community to come along. We appreciate your presence and support. Each one of you helps put pressure on the courts to take appropriate action in ensuring no more Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are dying in custody. We hope to see you there. Belinda Warren, April and Kimberley. It's approximately 4.22 and... It's, I, we might actually take a little bit of a break. Um, I, I think I'm just going to play um, an announcement. And, um, and we're going to be speaking later on with, with Sam Watson, um, speaking about the Frontier Wars. But more about that in a moment. Before the government started turning back boats in 2013, around 10,000 Tamils arrived seeking refuge in Australia fleeing from the Sri Lankan government. On Saturday, 4th of May, we invite you to a film screening of No Fire Zone at 6.45pm at RMIT Cinema Theatre. The cinema is located at Building 80, 455 Swanston Street, opposite the RMIT tram stop. This award-winning documentary about the war helps answer why Tamils fled to places like Australia and why it is not safe for them to return. This event is co-hosted by Tamil Refugee Council and Dr Liam Ward from RMIT's School of Media and Communication, supported by 3CR. Subscribe now at 3cr.org.au. And you're back with the Doing Time show. Also, just to let people know as well, listeners know, that there is a petition. Um, you can get the petition from the ISJA, um, Indigenous Social Justice Association Melbourne. They do have a website. Or you can cut, drop into 3CR and get the petition for Auntie Tanya Day, um, which is basically um, signing a petition to to get the the public drunkenness, public drunken law out. Um, if, if Auntie Tanya had been given the assistance that she needed while she was um, in, intoxicated, she wouldn't have died in custody. Um, so it is really important 
Um, she had committed no crime and she needed to, to be helped in a safe environment and was not helped and instead um, died in custody. It's approximately 4.24 and we're going to be speaking with Sam Watson um, first, uh, presently. But, and of course, just to remind listeners that in case listeners have just tuned in, this is the Doing Time Show and this is a special radio broadcast and tribute for um, Ray Jackson, who is um, Wiradjuri warrior from um, New South Wales and founder of ISJA. So just to give a little bit of background here in regards to what we're going to be speaking with Sam Watson about, we're going to be speaking to him about the Frontier Wars. And the Frontier Wars are really, really um, disturbing and and very important. And the reason why I invited Sam um, to come on is because basically... Ray Jackson really campaigned to recognise the frontier wars and the massacres that happened, and in particular, the the warriors that are not recognised, and the warriors that actually, uh, and freedom fighters that actually um, contributed to the history, to Aboriginal history, and the frontier wars were long and bloody, and they. Um, it, it was it was it was really difficult. There were massacres and there were many many things um, that that transpired um, before colonisation. And and these things are still happening. You know, you've still got the the stolen generation. You've got the Aboriginal deaths in custody. You've got um, the fact that the three hundred thirty nine recommendations of the Royal Commission into Aboriginal deaths in custody have not been upheld. And in fact. Um, I actually attended a candle vigil um, last Monday night in re- um, on behalf of the Do and Time Show, and um, we we did a lot of there was a lot of um, bearing witness to um, and, and a candle vigil to honour um, the people that had died and and also Auntie Tanya Day. All right, um, so I'm going to be speaking shortly with um, Sam Watson. And, but in the meantime, I'll put on a song. I believe I'm going to put on a Kev Carmody song and we'll see if we can find that. Um, and, and we'll be speaking with, with Sam Watson very, very soon. And that song is called I've Been Moved. Kev Carmody. Stay. In December 2017, Tanya Day proud Yorta Yorta woman and much-loved member of the Aboriginal community, was travelling by train to Melbourne. When V-Line staff found her asleep, they called Castlemaine Police and she was removed from the train and charged with public drunkenness. Tanya died 17 days later as a result of head injuries sustained while in custody. This would never have happened had the recommendations of the 2001 Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths in Custody been implemented. Tanya Day's family is calling for the crime of public drunkenness to be abolished and for the implementation of genuine community health alternatives to incarceration. Please add your support by signing the petition at 3CR reception, 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy, or online by entering Tanya Day Petition into your browser.
Irene Bolger, former Secretary of the Nurses Federation in Victoria. Throughout the nurses dispute in 1986 and the waterfront dispute in 1998, 3CR was always there broadcasting the voices of workers in struggle. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio and we're broadcasting live from the Bay to Chicken Strike here in Melbourne. We've just seen all of the thousands of nurses walk through to their meeting and people from different unions showing their solidarity. 3CR. Radio for the workers, by the workers, since 1976. In December 2017, Tanya Day, proud Yorta Yorta woman and much-loved member of the Aboriginal community, was travelling by train to Melbourne. When V-Line staff found her asleep, they called Castlemaine Police and she was removed from the train and charged with public drunkenness. Tanya died 17 days later as a result of head injuries sustained while in custody. This would never have happened had the recommendations of the 2001 Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths in Custody been implemented. Tanya Day's family is calling for the crime of public drunkenness to be abolished and for the implementation of genuine community health alternatives to incarceration. Please add your support by signing the petition at 3CR Reception, 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy, or online by entering Tanya Day Petition into your browser. We Need to Pay the Rent is a fundraiser for Warriors of the Aboriginal Resistance featuring the Pretty Littles, Worst Nurse, Ute Root, No Sister, Face Face and a heap more. Come join us on Kulin Nation land to give back. It's well overdue. We need to pay the rent. Saturday, May the 18th at the Tote from 4pm. Tickets $20. Available from the Tote website, thetotehotel.com. Free or discounted tickets for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Contact organisers online to arrange. A 3CR supporter. And you're back with the Doing Time show and we've got now Sam Watson on the line and this is a special tribute to Ray Jackson. This whole show is dedicated to him and Sam and I had a chat the other day and he's very happy I invited him to come to talk about one of Ray's, um, well not favourite, I mean I'm not going to use the word favourite, but one of his very important campaigns in regards to recognising the Frontier Awards sorry, the Frontier Wars, despite attempts by many Australians and even politicians to gloss over the brutal colonisation of Australia, there is no denying the crimes against humanity that continue to take place. From the earliest years of invasion, there are countless stories of massacres handed down from generation to generation, and there are settlers' records found in old journals and letters that give grave insights into those early years. Hello, Sam. Welcome to the program. Hello, Sam. Oh, dear. I think we have um, some technical difficulties here. Hello, Sam. Okay, we may need to actually put on another song to actually work out um, what is going on here. Hello, Sam. Yep, hello, gotcha. Oh. I've got a... Oh, dearie me, we've had some um, technical difficulties today, Sam. <laughs> yeah, I've got an uh, echo. Yeah, there's an echo. We just have to put up with it, and, and can you? Are you able to do that? Yeah. Awesome. No, I'm, I'm hearing my own voice coming back at me. No, okay. Is it okay now. Is it, really, okay is it really horrible? No? Okay. No, no, no. It's all good. It's all Thank good. you yeah. so much, Sam. It's so good to have you. Now... Yeah. Are we on air, are we? Are we on air? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, um, no, no, no. This is this is all good. Sorry. Now, I was just giving a little bit of an intro um, before about the Frontier Wars and about how um, this has been a special tribute to Ray Jackson. 
um, and that I invited you to speak um, about the Frontier Wars um, and how they're not recognised. Can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, because here in uh, here in Brisbane, for for a number of years now, we've been having our own special uh, service on on Anzac Day, April 25, because uh, right across the city uh, there are parks and special places that uh, commemorate the uh, the sacrifice of uh, of those young soldiers, men and women who have gone away overseas to fight in foreign places and uh, and were killed. Uh, in action in those places, but uh, since the beginning of our struggle, we've uh, we have been documenting uh, and recording the the accounts of the frontier conflicts that began right back in the 1700s, 1800s, 1900s. I mean, even uh, when Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander soldiers were coming back from uh, foreign foreign places after the First World War and Second World War. There were still uh, hunts and massacres being conducted against our people in our communities. So, but uh, there are no, there are no, there's no evidence, there's no record, there's no monuments to those tens of thousands of heroic men and women who stood on country and fought and died, protecting their lands and protecting the sacred places. Um, so each year we we. Uh, have, as I said, a special, very special commemorative service. But right across the cultural year as well, we uh, always ensure that we honour uh, the ultimate sacrifices made by these uh, amazing people um, who, as said, uh, stood on country and uh, and fought with uh, weapons of wood against uh, British colonial forces who had the latest technologies. Uh, who used horses and uh, used artillery and uh, fought full-scale wars against civilian, unarmed civilian populations and used uh, biological warfare as well. So there is compelling evidence that uh, that the colonial forces used, uh, used diseases, disease-infected blankets, they used smallpox and uh, used, and they poisoned water holes. So... I mean, even even in the recent accounts that have been revealed with uh, the stock routes in Northern Territory and West Australia, they they committed awful atrocities against uh, Aboriginal children and elders in order to force them to reveal where the water sources were. So, so white Australia uh, uh, really does need to uh, have a good long look in the mirror and uh, acknowledge the fact that. Uh, that there still needs to be a process similar to the South African experience where there is a Truth and Justice uh, Commission and uh, that uh, these war crimes committed against our people need to be need to be examined uh, within a judicial framework, within a judicial context and uh, charges should be laid against those, those uh, military commanders who perpetrated those terrible acts against, uh, as I said, unarmed civilian populations. Absolutely. And, and in fact, Sam, one of the warriors, um, let me see if I've got the correct pronunciation here. Is it P, Pem, P-E-M-U-L? Pemulay. Yeah, Pemulay. Pemulay, yes. He was one of the earliest recorded resistance fighters of the Frontier Wars. Yes. And, uh, you've got, uh, his uh, his life and his struggles recorded by some amazing uh, indigenous academics, but every every uh, state, every territory, uh, every community has uh, people like this, and it's so critical, so important that uh, that their stories, their sacrifice, not just disappear into the pages of history. I mean, for example, here in Brisbane. Every January, we, we gather down there in the city uh, on January 5 and uh, and have a special ceremony to commemorate the Good. military execution of uh, a great man called Dundalee, who was uh, who was charged with the responsibilities of defending his people and his country. Uh, and he was uh, he was trapped, he was ambushed, and uh, he was tried before. 
a colonial court. Uh, the entire court was conducted according to the British legal system. The languages used in the court were languages that were foreign to to him and to his people. Uh, and yet he was uh, tried and uh, convicted and sentenced to death. And uh, they hung him uh, in Queen Street uh, on the gallows on January 5, 1855 for the crime uh, of defending his land, his country, his his people. So, and this this story is replicated right across the the, the, the land uh, and every single state and every territory, and the Northern Territory in particular. Um, there were terrible atrocities carried out against our people, and that, to this day, no one's ever been held to account for that. Uh, and those atrocities, of course, are still being committed and carried through and perpetrated to this day through the so-called deaths in custody where Aboriginal people are being murdered uh, in police or prison custody. And yet again, the perpetrators, the people who are guilty of these crimes, uh, are very rarely charged, uh, very rare, and to this day, not, not one person has ever been convicted of a criminal offence against an Aboriginal person. So, so the... Uh, the, the struggle goes on. Indeed it does, Sam, and, and, and thanks for that account. It's really important to recognise those warriors. And Anzac Day indeed still emits the documented frontier wars, doesn't it, even though the war memorial states the day is about remembering all wars? That's right, because um, Anzac, I'm, I'm still a little bit mystified and I've, you know, I've, I've discussed this area. With, with the greatest respect to yeah. those families who have lost loved ones to the overseas wars, but uh, I, I still ask, I still pose a question: uh, How did how did uh, that military action that took place in Gallipoli Cove uh, back in uh, back in the you know, nine, second decade of the 1900s? How, how did that? Uh, how was that? Of, of any importance to, to me and my family and to my community. I mean, that was a, uh, it was a military action that was, uh, initiated by the British, uh, British military leadership. Um, and they, at, in, in, in that context, as an Aboriginal person, I would have had a far greater empathy for the Turks who stood, who stood on their own land at Gallipoli Cove. And defended their sovereign lands against a foreign invader. Um, oh. So, foreign invader being the the British and Australian and New Zealand troops. And again, I'd, I'd say this with all due respect to those people who lost loved ones over there. But yeah. uh, so, what, sorry. Had, so, what are you what are you a, saying, Sam, about that? The, what do you mean the Anzac invasion yeah. uh, was was a an illegal, illegitimate invasion oh, yes, of yes, sovereign yes. land? Yes. So, so. And I question uh, the military value of, of that action. I question yeah, yeah. the political value, and Absolutely. I re- reject uh, profoundly just uh, when when people say, you know, we should pause and uh, and uh, give give respect and thanks for those people who fought for our freedoms. But at that time, Aboriginal people didn't have any freedoms <laughs> exactly. or any rights. Uh, exactly. This is some decades before. Aboriginal people were counted the census for some decades before Aboriginal people had the right to vote. And, and people still have to recognise the fact that uh, those actions around which the Anzac tradition are based, the Boer War, uh, the First World War, the Second World War, uh, the Korean War and the Vietnamese War, uh, were, were actions, military actions, uh, that uh, were committed to by Cabinet governments. So... The Australian people, the Australian parliamentary system, didn't even sanction uh, Australian involvement in those military campaigns. I mean, the Boer War, uh, a large number of, of Aboriginal men were taken across to the Boer War uh, and used as trackers uh, against the Boers. But uh, after the the ceasefire was signed and the Australian forces were repatriated to to Australia. Uh, the Aboriginal trackers who had uh, fought with valour and with great honour and great courage were refused entry back into Australia 
because of the White Australia policy. Uh, yes. So yeah. in the end, the boat turned around and took them back to South Africa. So on here in 2019, there is a large number of, uh, of people and families across the South African community who are the descendants yeah. of those that group of Aboriginal trackers. And in the yeah. First World War, Aboriginal people had to sign a, a statement, sign a, doc, sign a document, say they were uh, either non-Aboriginal or they had a preponderance of European blood uh, to, in order to be signed into the Australian infantry forces. Uh, the Second World War, uh, entry into the forces was was much more simple because of the uh, the great need for for soldiers, for troops. Um, but in the Korean War, again, we had large numbers of Aboriginal people coming back from the overseas conflict, the police action in Korea, uh, but again denied the basic rights as as citizens here on the uh, on the domestic home front. I mean, yeah. the, the classic tales about uh, Aboriginal ex-soldiers doing the march past uh, and being uh, saluted by the the governors or whatever, uh, were then being denied access to the local pub and being denied the right to have a beer with their, with their mates. So this Anzac tradition is, is something that, uh, as there is, uh, poses more questions uh, than actually answers. Absolutely. And, you know, we've, we've ra- I think you've raised some really, really important points. And one of the things that, that why I, I like having you here Sam is because you you know a lot about the history and the history is really important and it's connected to the present and the future and for um, you know elders emerging as well well if you don't uh, learn from the mistakes of history you're doomed to repeat those mistakes and uh, unfortunately uh, again we have Australian soldiers and um, military resources in overseas places, uh, pursuant to decisions made within a closed cabinet room. So the soldiers in Afghanistan are not there representing the Australian people, uh, pursuant to a decision made by the Australian Parliament. Uh, that again was a, a cabinet decision. So you have, uh, military, uh, you know, people and uh, political people <coughs> making, <coughs> hijacking the process and yeah. making decisions on our behalf that uh, the Australian people should should have a legitimate uh, right to, to have a say, say in. Absolutely, Sam. You still there? Yep. Yeah. So the, the other, the other um, thing to note as well, and I just wanted you to make, a, if you can, a final comment on the, on the frontier wars. What, what I find interesting about all that is that you know, you had um, people think that there there was no fighting back, but there there actually was. Like you had freedom fighters that were that were trying to fight for their land. And the thing that's really appalling is that um, when they were captured, um, and listen, some listeners may not want to listen to this, but I have to say it, they used to remove the heads of of the Aboriginal people and and, and bring them to England. Yep, yep. I mean, Yagan's head uh, from great warrior leader uh, from from Nyungma country in Western Australia there. Um, his head was removed uh, and it took a long, long time to come back. So the the British uh, committed some appalling acts across their history and uh, they have never really been held to account for it. I mean, the crimes they perpetrated against the, uh, against the people in India, the crimes they perpetrated against the people in China, I mean, they used opium yeah. uh, as a trade good in order to extract, uh, you know, boatloads of tea from the Chinese people. Uh, and when the Chinese government said, "No, sorry, you're turning, you're doing great damage to our people uh, through this opium trade," so the British sent this enormous navy mm. across to China to blockade China and force them to again use opium. Uh, as, as a trade, trade good in order to, uh, secure access to the, the rich harvests of tea. So the it's British Indian Company is, is, has committed terrible atrocities against, uh, 
I guess, people right across the globe. And, right uh, across the globe, indeed. Mm-hmm. And look, Sam, I, 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 yep. I'm not going to apologise for saying that on air because it is important that sometimes we have to be a little bit graphic, you know, because people do need to know often mm-hmm. these things are taboo subjects, aren't they, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we have accounts here in Queensland where, uh, where you know, white, white, uh, white men actually skinned Aboriginal people uh, yeah. and yeah. to use use the skins for trophies. Um, yeah. So, and again, uh, no one's held to account for these terrible crimes against humanity. So, uh, But we're moving there, forward. Uh, yes. So if there, needs, there does need uh, to be a, a true reconciliation, there does need to be a day on which uh, the Australian people and the British Crown uh, stand there in the open and a full public ceremony, and uh, admit to those atrocities committed against our people throughout the frontier conflicts. And, and from that point, uh, then we can negotiate a true history of the, uh, the movement of, of Europeans into our sacred homeland. Absolutely. We've got about one minute left, Sam. Thanks so much for coming on to yep. this very special um, show for Ray Jackson. I know you, you, you weren't that close to him. I know you're not from the same land, but I, I hope well, that's okay. Geographically, we, we were removed, but, but Uncle Ray was, uh, one of the shining lights of that early movement through the, uh, the 90s that, uh, commen- you know, initiated the, the national death in custody campaigns. And, uh, and Uncle Ray, uh, was there to head up uh, a number of very important campaigns around key death in custody and uh, I won't mention names because no. we don't have the uh, That's okay. the permissions of those families. We've involved. done plenty and, of that uh, today. Yep. Uncle, Uncle Ray was such a uh, a great man, inspirational person and uh, he was one of those quiet achievers who just happened to always be there and he just uh, got on with the job and uh, he certainly was uh, a, a brilliant mentor to, to the next wave of, of emerging leaders uh, who are taking up the struggle today. Absolutely. Thank you so much, um, Sam, and we'll talk to you very soon. Thanks. Take, Take care. care. Bye-bye. Ciao. Ciao. And that was, Ray, um, I was only going to say Ray Jackson. That was um, Sam Watson from Queensland, um, Aboriginal activist, speaking about um, lots and lots of things in regards to Frontier Wars. Beyond Zero up next. Um, and goodbye from Marissa. I hope people... Um, really, really enjoy, appreciated the, um, special tribute to Ray Jackson. Thanks. Going out.